developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome to Sports Talk, everybody. It's a special edition. We are live in downtown Champaign as part of the Battle of the Paddle. I'm Scott Beatty. Evan Kahn's here with me as well. we got some great people that are coming through. This is all set up to help out the United Way of Champaign County and their campaign kickoff. And it's being uh, sponsored by Hickory Point Bank. So we have with us here right off the top of the show... First of all, Evan, good to see you. Good to see you. And then I don't hear you. So now, now we can hear me. Yeah, we're ready to go. One. Yeah, you're on that one. That's okay. That makes sense. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is pretty lively. I, I'm impressed. It's been a while since I've been down here, considering we just went through a pandemic. So yeah. And they've got it all done up here for for Battle of the Paddle, and they've got Coke out here, and all kinds of sponsors, and. A great event. I don't usually wear a whole lot of red, but when it's for a, a good cause, you know, uh, I'll, I'll put on the shirt. I catch you there. I catch what you're saying there. Uh, I feel the same as a Cubs fan, but we are willing to take one for the team. Steve yeah. Talk from Hickory Point Bank is here. So is Chester Frazier from Illini Men's Basketball. Steve, welcome in. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for, thanks for putting this together. Yeah. It's been our, uh, this is our third year, and it's been a great fundraiser, a nice kickoff for United Way. Uh, it's a way to get people to participate. It's a way to make people aware of what we're trying to do for United Way, and it's a way, way to raise money. You know, we're normally in front of your bank over by yeah. the Virginia Theater. Yep, a little construction going on with the road work. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't want to not be there, but this is not bad yeah, here on nice. Taylor Street. This is a real good alternative. Yeah. Very lively. Yeah, we got Coke here. we got Kona Ice. Are you going to be playing? ping pong well i just <laughs> tried to play ping pong but chester gave me a lesson what is the lesson you know <laughs> it was it was a good game, <laughs> a good game. <laughs> he's a good sport it's listed as an exhibition round here so it's so don't worry too much about game. it no no warm-up we got right to it <laughs> you know i i i didn't man do you do you do you, do you and the team play ping pong? Is there well, a- I haven't played in a while. Uh, I know Luke Goody, Coleman, uh, yeah. they both play a lot. So I, I'm ready to get to them and, and whoop up on them a little bit. <laughs> when the, That's funny you say that because you have not lost a, a, an ounce of your competitive fire. No. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Does that feed off into your players? I mean, I think so. I, I mean, Division One athletes are competitive, right? But yeah. Do you, like, get them going a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of my job, man. I mean, <laughs> to, you know, it's still competitive nature. And, you know, some of them come with it. Some of them you have to push. But yeah. for the most part, our guys are, are, are a really competitive group. Steve Talk here from Hickory Point Bank, Chester Frazier, Line Men's Basketball. Let me just ask you, Steve, the bank could do a lot of different causes. Why have you chosen the United Way? Well, United Way is such a uh, 
catch-all for so many agencies in, in this community, and they do such a great job. Uh, they screen programs to make sure what you're uh, raising money for is, goes to the purpose intended for a good use, and they just do a great job in our community. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And this is something that was started a few years ago, and you know, obviously we had a little pause in the pandemic, but we were able to do it last year. I appreciate you giving us an opportunity to do it here on Sports Talk. We've done this in the mornings before. Yeah. Yes, this year's a new format, trying it in the late afternoon, and I like it. Very good. Well, hey, we really appreciate you uh, doing this, and we might check in with you uh, yet again. I know you got to sure. go shake some hands here. There's a lot of folks around. Very here, so. good. Thank you, Scott. Hey, thanks a lot. Steve Talk from Hickory Point Bank. you got Sports Talk. Now, Chester Frazier, how about you? Uh, I, I know you only got a limited amount of time. United Way important to you? Oh, yeah. Great cause, man. Uh, giving back. You know, obviously being a part of this Champagne community, uh, you know, want to give back as much as I can and get involved more in the community and trying to, you know, get with the United Way and Boys and Girls Club and, you know, some different places uh, in Champaign. Also get our players involved. So it's been a mission of mine for this, you know, for this upcoming season and, and until we can get all our guys involved in some way. We take from the community. Why not give back? You know, in this day of, of NIL, which is great uh, for a lot of reasons, and I, I don't begrudge uh, opportunities for athletes, but I, I'm reminded, hey, don't forget about the other side of this, using your platform no question. Uh, to help out and, and give back. And we've seen a legacy of, of a line of basketball players do that here in the community with, you know, Kendall Gill's got his Cunningham Children's Home and uh, Dion Thomas got his start with Boys and Girls Club working there yep. and all that. So it, it's – it's something that's important for, I think, the players to learn that as well. Yeah, I mean, we're here, man. Like I said, uh, we're, we're a pillar in the community. Uh, we want our guys to, to be involved. So I, I think this is a step, you know, me coming out here and giving back, giving some of my time, and hopefully we can get our players involved going forward. Yeah. Hey, how was the time off? Did you get to do any uh, unplugging? I'm talking <laughs> about this period here a couple weeks ago when, when players went home before school started. Yeah, you get to recharge the battery a little bit, man. I, I didn't uh, I didn't take a vacation. I, st- I did a staycation. I'm expecting my third child here in the next four or five weeks. So, uh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> no, don't congratulate. But, yeah, thank you. Um, no, it's, it's, it's good, man. Um, you know, last time I had a, a, a child, uh, we went to Elite Eight when I was at Kansas State. So, let's see if we can <laughs> repeat like that kind of run. That. This means good. Uh, third child. That means Final Four. Did, you, hey. We want to win it all, man. That's the goal here. I, I am really intrigued by this team because I feel like there's a sense of we don't know exactly what this team will be. And I mean that because there's so much newness yep. to it. Um, do, do you feel like, yeah, we have a sense of what we are going to be identity-wise and basketball-wise and just – wait and see everybody else yeah, or is it something I, still in progress i think it's something in progress i, I know we have a you know we have talent um we're athletic we're different um you know we have more length on the wings especially so you know you look at our team and we're, we're, we're extremely talented we have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things so i'm just waiting to see how it gels and meshes together but you know i'm excited i'm excited about this group everybody's back on campus this week is yes. that right you guys yeah. back in the gym Yep. Uh, notice anything different or, or a different kind of energy now that the school has started and it's more getting ready for, for game rather well, you, than summer you camp? You give them this week really to get acclimated to, to, to the, you know, the campus and find their way a little bit. Um, and then next week we'll, we'll start getting after. 
football games. You guys involved with that the the same kind of way Aaron Henry was with the the basketball yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, and now obviously it's a little different because he can sit on the floor and be <laughs> visible. I mean, it's a little harder for us. We're sitting up in the stands, but no, I mean we're rooting those guys on, man. We we want those guys to win and succeed and you know, achieve a high level of uh, success here. What's your favorite sport to spectate at? Basketball. <laughs> I was like, trying to I, say I, besides I, basketball. You know, what, you know what the crazy thing is, man, I, I, I can't – basketball is action-packed, right? Like yeah. something happens every possession. Like I can't, it's hard for me to watch other sporting events like baseball and, you know, no offense, football, because it, sometimes it takes so long for the action to happen. The scoring doesn't happen as frequent, uh-huh. frequently as basketball. So, I, I mean, I'm just a big basketball fan. I'm a junkie. Can you watch it without coaches' eyes? Can basketball you, yeah can you just yeah 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 i'm a fan i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan first I'm, I'm a big fan of basketball and 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 you know players and you know you know you watch the nba finals you you probably go back and break it down later as a coach but i'm watching it as a fan you know first and then a coach yeah sometimes around here you know we cover athletes that make it to the pros uh you know io happens to be playing for the bulls which is the team i grew up rooting for but i feel like you know, now that I was left, I can, you know, be an unabashed fan of him, right? You you know, and I see other, you know, other sports that we cover that go on to the, uh, into the NFL or Major League Baseball or the WNBA, whatever it is. And I'm like, I'm rooting for those people. Right. Do you watch the NBA that way or do you have yeah, a fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you have a jerseys or No, no, I, I don't. You know, I, I have some buddies, you know, you know, or some friends that, I, that are in the league. And then it, there's teams and, and there's styles of play that I like. There's, there's you know, certain, you, you root for players. You know, obviously, I'm a big Giannis fan. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the way the Warriors play. They share, they 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 move, they cut, they screen, shoot the ball. Um, so, just I'm a basketball fan in general. But there are certain players that I do gravitate to. When you watch the NBA, does the NBA set the the tone for basketball? Does it all sort of trickle down from the NBA in terms of what college is doing and then what high schools are doing? You know what, man? Um, I almost feel like you know. Bas- basketball it's no everybody takes from everybody right uh-huh. so we you know you may see something you like here something you like there if you don't have the personnel to emulate that and i think a lot of people fall into that oh well they did it and they won so we should do it but a lot of times you just don't have the same players or the personnel to to do what you know the people you you're watching uh, do so <clears throat> i think it becomes hard I think it becomes hard to say, well, the Warriors play this way, well, we should play this way. You, know, you got to play the way that you know how to win games. Chester Frazier with us here on Sports Talk. We're at the Battle of the Paddle here, unitedwayschampagne.org. Slash Battle is the place to donate as Jane DeLuce's ping pong ball just came over and Chester <laughs> Frazier retrieved it for her. There's uh, some, some tables going on. Uh, Brad Underwood has talked, Chester, about positionless basketball and that's a phrase we've heard before yeah. uh is is there s- such thing as truly positionless and i'm thinking especially about the point guard position do you really lose a sense of point guard or do you really need somebody that's still like no you're you're our well, you're our point guard well, here, here's whoever's where, playing it here's where people get it confused positionless means we have a ton of versatility right we have guys that can play multiple spots the position in basketball is almost dead Let's just be real. You got, you got your smalls and you got bigs. Other than that, in between that is basically positionless. Okay, the days of the dribble up and pass it point guard are, are almost gone. 
the pass first, that guy that can't score out there defending. The Chester Frazier are almost gone out again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so now the more guys you have on the floor that can dribble, pass, and shoot, it allows you to play an open style of play where you don't necessarily have to stick people in positions. You can play a more read and react offense, and now you can just let your guys go out there and, and play. So you may see a rebound come off. Coleman may push it, and you may see a Jaden or Sky or you know, Ty Rogers run the wing. You may see Ty Rogers rebound it, and you may look and you may say, well, Ty's playing the point. Well, it's positionless. Ty is able to handle the basketball so he can bring the ball up the court. Uh-huh. So you're just able to take advantage of so many different, um, you know, so much of your guys' versatility that you don't have to stick them in a box and say, well, you're the point guard. Because some of our better scores are so-called point guards. Sky is a scorer. Jaden is a scorer. So you want to just put them in a box and say they're point guards. No, they're, they're basketball players, all how, of them. How do you refer to them uh, as you're talking? I know there's a roster that might say guard, forward, center, but – when you're talking in practice, are you saying, okay, I need the three to do this? Are you saying the, the wing? or what, What's the term? Yeah, I mean, if you, you know, obviously if you don't have the ball, you become a wing. You become a, a you know, you're running a wing, you know. So it's, it's terminology. You still a, you're still a guard. You still can be a forward. But we're not putting you in a box and saying, well, you can only do this because you play, quote, unquote, point guard. Or you should only bring the ball up the court if you're the point guard. You know, so we're just playing an open style of play, hopefully, and uh, our guys are able to handle that kind of freedom and, and, and obviously be able to share the ball and, and just play unscripted basketball. It's a really good way to look at it, especially when you hear in the arguments of comparing eras in different ways. And maybe today's game isn't what it used to be. Well, of course it's not. Like you said, I think because it has evolved in that you need guys that can do everything. Absolutely. There's not a whole lot of one-trick ponies left, even at the college game. Well, you can be a one-trick pony. You just better be damn good at it <laughs> you be a, you can, you, if you're a shooter you better be a really really good shooter if you're a rebounder you better be a great great rebounder there's there's roles roles will be they'll be determined later but you know you look at Draymond you know what do you call Draymond in today's game because he plays the point he also rebounds and guards five men mm-hmm. well Steph Curry you would consider him their point guard but he's the best shooter he's a shooter he's mm-hmm. a scorer so Again, we got to stop the labels of basketball and just focus on the players and what they can do and enhance their 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 strengths and you know you minimize weaknesses that way. Chester Frazier, Illini men's basketball assistant coach. Uh, before we know it, November seventh, we'll be He's here. Here, baby, Eastern <laughs> Illinois. Uh, enjoy the lead up. We really appreciate your time. I know the United Way uh, really appreciates your time and Hickory Point Bank as well. This is a great cause you're out here for. Downtown Champaign, Taylor Street. You're here for a few more minutes? Yeah, folks. I'm going to be here till 5 ish. All right, so Chester Frazier here among the folks that you can come say hello to and uh, make a donation as well. Really appreciate and, and it. Maybe play some ping pong. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, challenge him, my friends. He's a little competitive, <laughs> though. So be careful. All right. Coming up, uh, Martin O'Donnell, Illini football color analyst, is going to stop by. He's also part of the United Way board. So we will be back with that live Sports Talk downtown Champaign. Uh, This is a happening scene, friends, here on Sports Talk. Uh, Not because of us, but because of the battle of the paddle. Taylor Street, downtown Champaign. Uh, Even the Coca-Cola polar bear is here. Martin O'Donnell is here as well. Are you, don't be afraid of that bear. It's I won't. Ni- it's nice. I won't. It's it looks. It looks nice. 
right? It, it looks like it menacing. Could, it could be an offensive lineman, perhaps. Yeah, it could. Got a thick lower body. <laughs> I like got you know decent across the chest. We can work with that. Yeah, we can work with that. <laughs> now, an early August game, in an August game, early September, he might be. Uh, Oh, needing some oxygen. He's going to be driving the struggle bus. In that <laughs> There's no question about it. No question about it. But that's okay. You got to hydrate, get get the Gatorade, get the Gator light, get all the good stuff in there. <laughs> Martin O'Donnell is Illinois football radio analyst, of course, getting ready for your mm, something season. Uh, I think it's eight. Okay. I think it's eight. Yep. Yeah. And also a board member for the United Way of Champaign yes. County, which is why we're here. So I want to talk football with you because you're – good at talking football of course and you follow illinois but let me ask you first about the united way because i only was recently told that you're a united way board member and i want to know how that came about probably because sue gray made you (laughs) sue or becca yeah or becca guy yet but no i mean i've been i've been on the board for i think it's maybe four or five years now and and it's been it's been a really great experience for me because you know when I took my position at Busey it was one of the things where I wanted to get involved with more charitable organizations within the community and the United Way is great for a variety of reasons but you know they partner with so many agencies in town and then again the thing that I really like the most you know also as a donor is you know hey there's a lot of checks and balances there you know in terms of the uh, in terms of the application process in terms of measuring outcomes all things that I think are really great you know as a donor that are really important to me so it, it's been a great experience for me to be a part of the organization and, and this is a fantastic event I mean, absolutely a scene like you said scott and so what you're saying is there's not sort of random giving happening from the united way of champaign county it's thought through it's intentional and it's uh impactful yeah it's impactful it's very targeted i mean they identify key themes and, and needs here in our community and it's local i think that's the part that i really like as well i mean you know all these dollars are going towards champaign county and to uh to organizations here saturday Speaking of uh, great local events, Saturday, yeah, Illinois segue. football against Wyoming. How are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, look, I think it's always challenging. You come into the season and try to have an idea of exactly what the team's going to be like. You know, and part of it is, you know, I would like to watch the team more than I, I have this year so far, to be honest. But, you know, that kind of makes the unveiling a little bit more interesting, you know. So, and Wyoming is very much the same way. They've had a lot of transfers, transfers in, transfers out. Um, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see what happens. I'm very excited to see kind of the revamped Illinois offense. I think the defense, at least the scheme, a little bit more of a known quantity under Ryan Walters. So um, it's just kind of – it's always fun at the beginning of the season. You know, we got a 3 o'clock kick. You're going to have great tailgating weather. Um, should be a good crowd out there, so looking forward to it. Martin O'Donnell with us. We're at the Battle of the Paddle, downtown Champaign. You can donate right now, unitedwayschampaign.org slash battle. Yeah, a lot of cautious optimism on the offensive side, as you said, new system. Sure. Um, but on the offensive line, probably that's where it is. Only two returning starters, but guys that, that have experience and they've played together. Um, how important is that? Maybe not, not that they've been in game situations together, but you've got guys that have played Big Ten football and they're you, you would expect to be ready for Saturday. Yeah, I, I think obviously getting Alex Palczewski back was huge for him. You know, so really you have kind of your experience at the two tackle positions in Pearl and Palczewski. You know, and Pilstrom played quite a bit last year. And then you got a couple of, of transfer guys and a fifth-year guy in Jordan Slaughter kind of duking it out to see those interior positions. So you have some guys that have played, but again, you're able to sprinkle that experience a little bit along the line. But again, I think one of the things that was positive for Illinois is with a couple of transfer guys coming in, they were here for the spring. So you had a chance to get some reps, you get through fall camp, and kind of see where things are. So, you know, you're going to lose something without Vidarian Lowe, without Doug Kramer. You know, Jack Bedovinak did a great job filling in last year. But 
they got to find out who the next guys are. So I think the offensive line is something I'm really going to be watching a lot. Wyoming, you know, group of five competition. Um, so usually not as strong in the lines. But at the same time, they won a bowl game last year. I mean, this, this is a very good Wyoming team. I mean, traditionally it's been one of the better teams in the Mountain West. Yeah, uh, Barry, when he described the offense or, or said that the quarterbacks are, are a microcosm of the offense and that they're learning, what, what do you think that means with a new offensive coordinator knowing that they haven't played? Yeah, I think any time you change offense, you're going to change a little terminology. It's going to be kind of a different approach. I think Barry Lunny, if you watch the UTSA game you know, last year and you watch a little bit of his offense, again, it's a little bit more, I almost call it kind of the new traditional college offense. It's going to be a little bit more RPO. You're going to have kind of those screens. You're going to get some of those layup plays. But it's going to be based in the run game. And I think that's really what probably resonated with Brett Bielema. So they're all learning. I mean, again, it's everything from terminology um, to, to new positions for some guys. But at the end of the day, this unit, this group has not played together under pressure, under duress. And that's where you're going to see kind of the first experience of that this Saturday. And so once guys get that and they're able to play and have success there, that's really the learning and the growing that takes place over the course of a year. What could happen to a Chase Brown if you've probably seen the stats that have been thrown out there, how many times he faced eight guys yeah. in the box? <laughs> right. Uh, what could happen to him if you get that down to seven or six, if just there's enough threat there for the passing game, what, what could he do? I mean, he could have an absolutely enormous year. I, I think Chase Brown is one of the one of the more underrated running backs probably in the country. Certainly within the Big Ten, I think there's there's some respect there because I think he got at least, I don't know if he was third team or honorable mentor, but he got some All-Big Ten you know, honors last year, so there's a little bit of recognition there. But, yeah, I mean, you start giving him a little bit of a lighter box, and, and all of a sudden now, you know, he's got to make, you know, that one guy miss, and it's not just one guy miss to get a 10-yard gain, it's one guy miss to get a 50-yard gain. And he has kind of that home run speed. So that's the piece that I'm really interested to see. But, again, in order to get those light boxes, it's not really just a matter of formation. It's really a matter of having guys in the perimeter that are threats. You know, so Isaiah Williams, I think he's going to have a big year. But they got to find who's that secondary and tertiary option in the passing game. If they can identify that and that becomes somebody that the opposing defense is worried about, that really opens things up in the running game. This is the time of year when we, we always hear the thing, you know, uh, the, you know we got to get the ball more into the hands of, and, yeah. you know, this year it's get it more into the hands of Isaiah right. Williams. We were hearing that last year. Get it more into the hands of tight ends. Get it into the, yeah. you know, but th- that's great. But for whatever reason, when it doesn't happen, you know, I, and everybody wants to see all the things happen yeah but i wonder what's the priority and it seems like isaiah williams is somebody you want to have the ball in his hands yeah absolutely i, th- I think certainly in the receiving game and we saw some of that creativity last year i mean some of the, the jet sweeps you know and isaiah has that playmaking ability and so that's that's what i'm most interested to see is okay on saturday how do they get him the ball in space how do they you know who are the other playmakers? you know how do they get the ball to chase brown more we didn't throw that many halfback screens last year chase can catch the ball so how do you utilize some of these weapons on offense to their highest and best capability so that's that's all the part of the fun of the early in the season and and barry lunny i know he has a plan i know the Illinois offense has a plan but you know look you may try to do something and they take it away okay well what's the alternative how do you deviate how do you how do you kind of maneuver from there on you know uh we, we got a chance to talk to isaiah adams this week He's not been explicitly named a starter, but we do know he is in the top five, seven guys there. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm saying, I'm not saying you're saying it. I'm saying he's a starter, and you know, then it's probably the other guard spot is Jordan Slaughter, uh, or or uh, Zy Chrysler. Okay, uh, but I asked Isaiah Adams, like, do you feel like a Big Ten lineman having come up? you know, from the JUCO ranks, like, has there been a moment? Like, because he looks the part. Yeah. He looks the part. They have said we're getting more Big Ten linemen, long and mm-hmm. lengthy. More Martin O'Donnells from the past. I don't know 
because Illinois had some success at the offensive line. You look at Vic Allegretti, Doug Kramer, just yeah. to start with. I mean, it's not like we didn't have good offensive linemen to watch. But they say we're getting more of them now. So that's got to be encouraging. And I don't think there's the question mark around the offensive line that maybe there was starting in the spring. Yeah, I think really, and that's a good way to put it, I think, Scott, is really you lost a lot of experience from last year. And, again, getting Palczewski back is huge just because he unlocks a lot of things. But, yeah, I think what, what Brett Bielema and, this, and the staff are trying to do is really just rebuild depth within the trenches. And so Illinois had five pretty good offensive linemen. But one guy goes down, do you have that sixth and seventh guy that you really need? And so that's really been a priority for them. You can see that in the recruiting. You know, again, defensively they're looking for a little bit different stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see what the offensive line looks like. I think Bart Miller is a great offensive line coach. I mean, he's the guy that's able to provide a little bit of that insight on the Wyoming Cowboys, was there mm-hmm. two years ago, came from Wyoming to Illinois. So, uh, again, there, there's a lot of storylines. You can take it every which way. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Illinois – execute on offense and then defensively really pick up where they left off in Big Ten play last year, which was incredibly impressive. So where do your expectations lie headed into the season? Are you still kind of got your your players hat on and want to win every game? Or or how do you think that this team will will look come the end of the season record-wise? Yeah, I mean, I always have, I always have that mentality in the let sense me, of. So, let me interrupt and say this guy here says between three and nine wins. So <laughs> that's the limb that's not, he'll go on. That's not okay. Helpful. So yeah. there. No, <laughs> what I would say is, you know, look, my, my perspective on all of this is, I do still have kind of the players' mentality in, in terms of. It's not, you know, can we win this game? It's okay. How does Illinois win this game? Mm-hmm. And, and you think through it. And you can always, I can always get there, right? But, you know, my expectation for Illinois football is to go to a bowl game every year. We're not there. We haven't been there. I think they can absolutely do that this year, and that's my expectation for them. Get to six wins, get to a bowl game, but it starts fast, right? You got Wyoming, you play at Indiana, and then you got Virginia at home. I think we're going to know a lot after that week three game against Virginia. And, again, as we saw last year, there's plenty that happens and can unfurl kind of in the Big Ten season, but – that's really my expectation, and I think that would be huge for this program. You get to that magic six number, you get to a bowl game, and you kind of build from there. So, look, every season that's my expectation of the program. Right. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask how your ping pong game is. Terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Not good? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not playing. That's why I'm uh, here talking to you guys. Oh, oh you're, yeah. you're just a spectator and here for moral support. Okay. That's exactly okay. right. That's exactly right. I know you got to get running. Hey, really appreciate your time. More importantly, uh, thank you for being a part of a great organization and a great cause. Yeah, thank you guys for being here and helping to sponsor. It's appreciated. Yep, for sure. All right, sir, see you Saturday. Yes, yes. Take care, guys. Okay. Go Illini. That is Martin O'Donnell, and we are live here at the Battle of the Paddle. Uh, Just come up Walnut Street if you're coming from anywhere south of downtown, uh, or you probably got to do a UE anyway, but you can park (laughs) coming down Main Street if you want to find it and just uh, slide over on Taylor Street. It's uh, on Walnut. It's between Farron's and the new Co-Fusion. On Main, uh, you're between the Italian restaurant, which I can't think of that I remember the name of, but I, we went there for our anniversary and the jewelry store and just very not memorable. Yeah, no, no it was the a, food. The, the food was really anniversary good. Anniversary delicious. Just the best day. Delicious glass of wine, <laughs> um, and just come on through by Cowboy Monkey, or you can come over through Walnut, and there's quite a crowd here. Uh, you might see. Yeah, look for somebody, the hustle and bustle. Yeah, yeah. You, you might see somebody you're a fan of. You might get your picture taken. You don't know what will happen here, but good things will happen. More importantly, if you can, bring your phone, and you can scan a QR code to donate. We are back in a moment. I think we have some actual tennis coaches to talk to in a moment. Rolling along on Sports Talk Live at the Battle of the Paddle. 
to benefit the United Way of Champaign County and their early grade level success initiative especially, you can donate right now, unitedwayshampaign.org slash battle. Uh, two guys that are into a lot of racket. Here is our uh, Brad Dancer, Illini men's tennis, Evan Clark, Illini women's tennis. Out here for table tennis. Gentlemen, great to see you. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Cal. You cannot get on the table, okay? It's, that's not how this sport works. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do the cliche ask, because why not? Are either of you good at table tennis? Does any of your tennis translate into this, into this game? Evan? I don't think so. Uh, you'll, see, you'll see in a few minutes if we're any good. But, uh, no, I haven't played for years. I had a ba uh, table in my basement growing up and battles with my brother, so hopefully that competitive spirit gets out. Uh, especially if I'm playing Brad tonight. But uh, I don't think it translates much, but um, I could be wrong. So Alex Kovacevic, parents, both were professional ping pong players. Uh, really? Transferred very well for him, not so much to the coaching staff. So I, I, don't, I don't expect anyone to be wowed by the, uh, the ability of a 51-year-old of a uh, tennis coach here today. <laughs> so there's, if you're a good tennis player, you're not necessarily a good table tennis player. It helps a lot. It does? It helps a lot. Okay. <laughs> What's the key? Watch the ball, always. Go Bend your knees, watch the ball. 100 bucks, please. <laughs> uh, the only thing that ever helped me was I, when I figured out I don't have to stand against the table. Like, step back. There you go. It gives you some time, right? Um, how are things going over the Atkins Tennis Center? I'll start with you, Evan. Fantastic. All the, all the, the team is back, and we've had three practices so far, and everybody's healthy, and um, it's just always a great great time of year to start the season off and get everybody back on campus we think of tennis in the spring but there's a lot that happens in the fall so tell me what this time of year is all about yeah we have a really extensive fall i think that's what makes tennis is unique is we've got two really busy seasons so fall is all individual and we'll go play a bunch of tournaments five six tournaments this fall and and that'll start in about a month but um yeah everybody's ready to go and, and another year and so it, it's exciting brad same yeah same thing it's actually evan's gonna be hosting a tournament fall so we'll have a number of tournaments uh, here at Atkins this fall, which will be exciting. We host a pro tournament in two weeks, and then we go off to our college series, which we're going to host our regional championships here as well. Then they host a, a professional tournament, and we'll host our challenger after that. So for the people that are interested in tennis and champagne this fall, there's actually going to be quite a bit of stuff at Atkins compared to a normal fall. I recall that the challenger usually happens in November. Is that right? Yep. Um, over at Atkins. And that's a pretty – that's a high-level event. Very high level. And can again, you give it – can you can, – for the folks at home, could you just give us the, the quick flyover? What's a challenger and its significance? Yeah, challenger is just right right below the ATP level. So the people you're seeing watching play in the U.S. Open next week, these are some of those guys, and then also the guys that are basically are playing qualifying this week. So like Kovacevic and Vukic both, both played yesterday in the U.S. Open qualifying. So it's that mid-range level, kind of your AAA uh, baseball, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, new faces. Um, who are names we need to know that are new to the team this year? Evan Clark with women's tennis. Yeah, we've just got one, uh, Violetta Martinez. She's from Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, great freshman, um, top 20 recruit, uh, blue chip recruit from Florida. And so we just add one. So we have all of our team coming back but her. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot more depth, and, and we're excited about her. But we're excited about just the team, cohesive team, and, and uh, they've been great so far. I know freshmen can make a huge impact right away um you know you're not it's not like football where you're waiting for them to to gain 20 pounds and and bulk out when they're just wait till they're 22 kind of thing right so you can be really in your prime at 18 what is that like for you to help a freshman uh get 
ready to go right away in the college life. It's exciting to know that they can play right away. We've had a lot of success with, with freshmen doing well early on, and some of our best years have been uh, when freshmen really contributed to the lineup. And so I think it's it's really, really cool to see um, that development. But um, we're excited about her. She's been great the first three days. And, and just the team, everyone's been out there, and um, it's a, good, a really, really good group. So we've been looking forward to this year for a long time. Brad? New faces to know about? Tons of new faces. We've got two freshmen, Tyler Bowers and Kenta Miyoshi, and then two transfer students, uh, Matthew DeBrew and Oliver Oconquo. And we got three guys that, that uh, didn't play last year that, that you know, for various reasons that will probably be big figures in our lineup. So it's, it's going to be a, a, a pretty fresh new lineup, I think, for the line this year. Similar deal. What is it different for on the men's side with freshmen? Uh, can they come in and be ready to go kind of thing um, and, and in the rotation, or is there more of a development side on the – from the physical aspect, I think there's all you know. Again, I think the men are maturing a little bit later than the than the women. But but uh, again, if our guys aren't <laughs> ready to go, words have never yeah, been yeah, spoken. No kidding. Huh? <laughs> no kidding. But yeah, we, we expect them to be ready to go, ready to compete. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Well, how about uh, this actual table tennis here, United Way of Champaign County? We appreciate you guys uh, coming out. And is there? I mean, you're both team captains, right? Team captains. You know, it's really. We assembled the dream team. I hate to I hate to say it, but it, it is a dream team. And then I and then I brought the special ringer in. So the surprise of the day that nobody knows is after the preliminary rounds before the championship, Nicewinder is going to wrestle Poeta in the mulch over here. So anyone that wants to come see that's probably going to be around five twenty or so. Brian Nicewinder wrestling Mike Poeta in the mulch from Illinois wheelchair basketball. Is that? Who you're talking about? No, Brian. Brian Nicer, lo local uh, great people. Brian and Molly Nicewinder. So just everyone that's listening, come out oh, to watch yes. Brian wrestle against Mike Poeta in the mulch over here. Okay, there, is this a smackdown or is it this? I've been just teasing it a little bit, you know, a little bit. But are there going to be any rules? There's no rules. There's no rules. It's a cage fight. It's a cage fight. <laughs> do you guys ever do any mixed uh, doubles? For fun or for whatever reasons across your team, we haven't. We should. We should. Oh, that's something we should we should look at for sure. I think our, our teams get along really, really well and support each other really well. So I think that'd be a, a cool event moving forward. I did want to say I did note that Rajiv Ram fell a little short, but he right this summer, but continues to be. Is it fair to say he is one of the greatest doubles players in the world? It's funny. I think you know the resume he's starting to put together. You know, a couple more slams, he's maybe considered for a Hall of Fame type member. You know, he's, he's won slams now and, and one of the different partners, so it's it's pretty impressive what he's, he's doing. He's found that niche. I he mean, has. Was that his thing when he was here in college? I mean, he's unstoppable in doubles in college, but he's unstoppable in singles as well. He's, yeah. he's won ATP titles in singles, so Rajiv is just a fantastic professional. But I think you get to a certain age, and it's like doubles is easier on the body, and he's been able to extend his career, you know, five, six, seven years. So, yeah. yeah. Evan, what season number is this for you? That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> I think it's number six, yeah. believe it or not. Yep, number six. It's, uh, it's starting to feel like home? It is. It is, yeah. We, we definitely feel at home here, and, and we're excited. Just an event like this feels a little bit more normal every year, and working with United Way over the last three or four years has been great, and so we, we definitely feel like this is home now. That's great. Brad's been here a little bit longer, and pretty soon he's going to start paying taxes and everything. So uh, you got, you got a little ways to catch I've up got to, I've got a ways to go for sure. But I do think it is cool when coaches – and this has happened, too, for even coaches that coached here and then just stayed here. I mean, Lou Henson's a famous example of that. But there's been others, too, that are like, this is my home now. Champaign-Urbana is a great place to live. So I appreciate how you guys invest yourselves into where we work and live. And we're, we're all raising kids and 
uh, doing good things. Hopefully. You call what I'm doing raising kids? I don't know. Most people would just disagree. <laughs> that guy, those kids are out of control. So. <laughs> All right. Guys, get back to it. Thanks for stopping by. Have great season. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks Appreciate so much. it. Sports Talk. It's United Way of Champaign County org slash battle great cause to help out here as they kick off their campaign back in a moment we'll visit with a new swimming and diving coach gina kempe you're listening to sports talk on dws we are back on sports talk and pleased to be having a special edition live in downtown champagne battle of the paddle to benefit the united way of champagne you can donate right now at the uh, website, unitedwayschampagne.org slash battle. And we are very pleased to have on our show for the first time first the swimming time. and diving coach for Illinois, Gina Kempe. Great yes. to see you. Thank you. I'm excited. You are uh, come here via South Carolina, right? Correct. You were coaching the Gamecock program down there. Yep. How did you get connected to josh whitman and the opportunity here oh, man i think that's kind of a long-winded story but that's okay uh you know in terms of being connected with josh i remember when he was hired here in uh let's see was that 2016, 2016? Yep. yep and um i was in columbia missouri at the time for sec championships i remember sitting and watching his press conference when he was hired and i was like man that's a guy that's going to turn around illinois athletics and i want to work for a guy like that and um, when the opportunity came oh, up no. this year, I kind of, kind of jumped at it. And here, here you are. Um, you're familiar with Illinois too. Yes, <laughs> been a lifelong fan. <laughs> um, sorry, I can't resist. How have you gotten your feet wet? I mean, when you got That's here, that was a good one. Yeah. What did what did you what did you um, what did you do in the early uh, weeks of being here? you were hired in April and, and what is what are you doing now that you've got athletes here yeah so I hired in April end of April so right before everybody left for the semester pretty much I got here right during finals week got to meet all the girls before they went home um, which was great I got a good hour at least with everybody got to have some questions some individual meetings and then uh, hit the ground running from recruiting to setting up a schedule we had about 13 girls here this summer training in Champaign, which was even better because I got to have a little bit of foundation set up with about a third of the team before we start. We actually start tomorrow with our first official day of practice. What do you say the aspirations are of most swimmers here for their goals? You know, are they pursuing academic goals primarily? Are they aspiring Olympic athletes? What, what's the fr- frame of mind for your, yeah. your athletes? For, for this team, I think it's a mix of both, right? I, I do think we have international swimmers on our program that have aspirations of being in Paris in 2024. And, um, you know, we, I think we have some girls that have decent shots of making their, their country's Olympics team. And uh, they, this is a highly academic-driven program, and they have a 3.6 GPA, and we have a ton of engineers and business majors in our program, which is really exciting to see. Um, I do know they all want, they're ready to elevate and step up to that next level in the Big Ten and be more competitive in that regard. And so I think it's going to be a little mix of both this year. You kind of see where they're at. How is that different maybe than, than past stops, or, or is that any different than From my you, own past stops? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a little bit different, and Illinois brings a whole other level of academics than the, I'm not going not gonna to lie, than a lot of the other schools that I have. I mean, it's. I think that's a 
fair statement. Yeah, and, and people come here because they want to be a part of a top 15 university worldwide. I mean, that's that's what makes Illinois set itself apart from a lot of other schools. And so balancing the academics and, and athletic side of things is even even tougher. Do you see, yeah, so, so you see that challenges can come up with that when it, it comes to recruiting or or getting people here at the university? I think yes and no from a recruiting standpoint. I think swimmers and divers tend to be pretty highly academic people anyway, Mm -hmm. and that's something that's been instilled in our sport for a really long time. You look at all the top programs in the country um, from an NCAA level, it's it's Stanford, it's UVA, it's all schools that Illinois competes with academically Mm -hmm. on a yearly basis. I have a question uh, because I'm a bit of a wuss at times. Do you ever get over it as a swimmer or a diver the first time you get in the water each day? No. You never that, get that, over that it. system shock. And, I mean, I'm like, it could be 98-degree water, and I'm like, oh, it's cold. Yeah, but you never know what it's going to really feel like. Like, do no. you trust it every time you get in that pool? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. And uh, what has years of exposure to chlorine done to you? So- <laughs> It's made my hair definitely a little bit different. That's why you have to have a really good hairstylist when you're in our sport. <laughs> no, but my uh, my stepsister was uh, a college diver, and um, but it, and and even in high school, she said you never got over those early wake ups and getting in that pool at five a.m. You, you just know, never get over. You that. never get over it, and to this day, I don't think I can sleep in past five fifteen <laughs> anyway. It's just like instilled in you. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, it's great to just have a few minutes with you. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to Illinois. And let's talk yes. again. I, will, I look forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Gina Kempe, Illini swimming and diving. Thanks for cool. being out here for a good cause, by the yeah. way. <laughs> it's been a fun event to be around. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to step aside for news, and then we come back next hour. Uh, Shauna Green here for uh, from Illini women's basketball, Mike Poeta from Illini wrestling, and some other folks as well from the United Way and Hickory Point Bank. Benefiting United Way of Champaign County, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. <laughs>